Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How long does that thing stay up? I'll take it down on Monday. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Wow. Jeez. I love it. I as, long as, my, as long as my wife will allow it, but the spirit, yeah, that's man. the longest she can hold up. You can feel it. You guys recognize no. that voice. It's returning champ Ryan Dirude from LA Football Podcast. Go ahead, Lofa. We're we're in the cold no. open. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the open. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I mean, that one's a fake tree, right? Yes. Uh, okay. So everybody, our listeners, whoever's not mm. watching on Patreon. Or- Patreon faithful. Uh, he's got a fake tree on his bureau or on his nightstand. And then he also has, is the other one in the living room? Is that a real one? Or is that also a fake one? First, real quick. What did you call the nightstand? The first time you said it? <laughs> is that a bureau? What is that thing? A the bureau? Thing? Is it the same thing? It does kind of look like it's bigger than your standard nightstand. I have. It to looks like that. a giant nightstand. It's a full it's a dresser. I don't oh, know that's, what a bureau yeah, is. Yeah, that's a bureau then. Yeah, it's a, bu- yeah, it's a, yeah, bureau. It's a dresser. Yeah. yeah, it's not a nightstand, Dirude. That thing's that thing is not regulation <laughs> nightstand size, my friend. Lofa's from the East Coast. That makes sense. Bureau's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, it's big enough to hold a full tree. That's also, all I'm saying. wait a second. If that's your nightstand, how high is your bed? Yeah. That's 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 I think your guys' depth perception is way off. This is a normal dresser. It's about <laughs> six feet wide. And it's probably three and a half feet tall. Six, Six feet, feet wide, wide next to the bed. Well, okay. If I yeah. show you the kit, my room is literally me and my wife's room in his apartment is like eight by nine. So we have enough room for a bed and one dresser. So we got the biggest dresser we could fit because all of our clothes are in one dresser. Lofa, so we got side. This is my side. Lofa, we got to start a podcast. It's not about football at all. We just get people on. We check out their Zoom, like what's going on in the interior decorating. And we just start ripping them for it. Investigate yeah. the background. Yeah. We do that at LAP. We do uh, off-season. We do off-season man caves and and stuff. Oh. So we go into people's homes. Ah. That actually sounds like a fun one. Yeah, nice. But the only reason I asked, I was just confused what a bureau was. I've never, I, I'm talking about like an IRS, like tax something or. Well, we were confused why you had Kramer's dresser next to your bed. You remember that episode? <laughs> just a giant. Yeah. A anyway, giant dresser. people sleeping. Finish your question, Lofa. After that. Oh yeah. So the other question was, is, is it a real tree in the, is the other one a real tree or is it also fake? So I'm, I'm ashamed to say this is the first year we went fake tree. So we've been married five years, all four years. We got a real tree, went down and found one. And the last two years, 
in a row, we've had lizards in our house from the tree. So my wife finally said, that's enough. We're going to fake trap. Did you keep the lizards? Yeah, those are just that that comes for free. I would have kept the lizards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not. It's like a bonus. Big big fake tree guy here. I love fake trees. What? No mess mess to clean up. The lights that come with it. The fiber Mm. optic lights that come with it. I will say after having it now for this, this season, like it's nice. Like it was, yeah, no mess, no have to water it. We were in Colorado for nine days, mm-hmm. so we didn't have to come back to a dead tree. Yeah. Nice. And you could spray that pine spray. So yeah. it smells like it's real. Yeah. We got all the pine cones that smell good. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> no. Me and Lofa, we're on the same what page. What kind of Just world? Just became you... best friends. What? Yeah. Pine spray. No, thank you. I'll, I'll take my pine scent the old fashioned way, please. <laughs> I like my trees with real pitch. (laughs) Pitch and stick? Yeah. Stick them? I want my trees the Griswold way. (laughs) Full of of messiness and annoying everybody and needles everywhere and, you know, possibly some live animals. Is your tree still up? If I could glue my ornaments to the tree, I would. Just so I could fold it up and then fold it back down. Our tree is <laughs> our tree's still up because I I'm still traveling, so it's still up somewhere. Waiting. So Lofa Lofa's the guy that buys those little lights that you put in the grass and they just like shine lights on your house. You don't have to put anything up. Is that <laughs> yes? Yes. Yeah. Little LEDs that you just see like randomly. No, hey, not a big Christmas guy. You know, never have been. <laughs> More of a Scrooge. <laughs> oh no! Come on. I mean, uh, no, I, I enjoy the Christmas cheer and spirit, but all the stuff, the nonsense that comes with it. I mean, everything's closed. Barely any sports are on. See, you know. yes, that's the problem. It's all the artificial pine scent has gone to your brain. You need some, you need some OG <laughs> that's, pine that's in your life. That's the only good part. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a ton of sports on Christmas. I mean, we had NFL and NBA on Christmas Day. Like NBA, no like one watches that until playoffs, Dairo. Get out of here. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't watch NBA at all. I mean, did you see the ratings? The NFL had three crappy games, and they, like, quadrupled the NBA. It was numbers. three times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, NFL is such king. Much, like, is. Much like the Grinch's heart. Even, even when the king plays, the NFL yep. is king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the, the what, Rams-Broncos game was triple the, <laughs> yeah. the Lakers game. <laughs> like, That's bad. Two four-win teams, and it was triple the Lakers game. Oh, that's just because people wanted to see how many points the Rams would finally put up. I mean, <laughs> ultimately, because they were that was a track meet. A lot of people in Seattle following that game too for uh, draft picks. Yep, <laughs> it'd be funny oh, yeah. if you see the ratings map and it's just, just, just the Northwest is the only one watching that game. Lit up like Christmas. Look at that! I brought it right back full circle. Yeah. I almost didn't even want to join you guys because I knew that game would come up, and that's a painful game because the Rams are obviously terrible this year, and then. If you don't remember, my actual fanhood team is the Broncos, and that's been a disaster with Russ. So, <laughs> so much to talk with you about on the show. Uh, spin, spin the record. Yeah, we got to start the show. Let's get to start it. Start this show. You want the run uncut, yeah. unapologetic from the jump, yeah. and no politics in this club, just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Tech 12, best podcast for the Seahawks, number one sports talk, yeah, we got it on live. Tech 12, every episode 12, hot takes, and we repping for Seattle, my place. It's the Take 12 Podcast, I'm Brett, he's Lofa, welcome to the show. 
On today's episode, we are joined by the LA Football Podcasts, Ryan Dirude, who hosts a podcast about the Rams, but has been ro- ducking us so far this year, Lofa. So yeah, it's good don't to want finally to get him on the show. Yeah. Finally, Jockey. it's good to see you showing your goateed face around here, my friend. It's it's good to be here, Ducky. I I remember hitting you up, Brett, the first go around. You're like, yeah, talk to my manager. We'll see if we can <laughs> we can get together. <laughs> that is 100 percent the truth. <laughs> well, thanks uh, for having me. Always love getting together. Thank you. Thank you for calling me his manager, uh, Ryan. I think that means that I get 10 percent of his income. I now. was gonna say that's the promotion. Yeah. There we go. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Of course, we're coming to you live from the Wiener Schnitzel Digital Studios, two locations in Western Washington, one up there in Everett. If you're headed up north and one down in Fife, if you're headed down south, go check out Dominic and the crew at Wiener Schnitzel. Mention the Take 12 podcast and you get a free small beverage with any other purchase. They got the corn dogs, the french fries, the chili burgers, the root beer floats and the and the ice cream cones that you're looking for. Uh, also corn dogs. Don't sleep on corn dogs. That's something that maybe you haven't had in a while that is they do right. And they, they do mini corn dogs too. You can get the big corn dog or the mini corn dogs. What do you think, Lofa? Corn dogs are right there around Christmas with me. Yeah. I'm more of a chili dog guy. Okay. All right. All right. They got great chili dogs. Well, right? you can get those too. Wiener Phenomenal chili dogs. Check them out. Um, so this is our episode looking into what's coming up this weekend. And obviously a big game for the Seahawks and the Rams playoff implications everywhere. And of course, it's an old rivalry re- renewed, but I, I, you guys, it's a football podcast. So we got to talk about what's going on in football, obviously, uh, um, with what happened, you know, Monday night between Cincinnati and Buffalo. And obviously our hearts go out, uh, to Demar Hamlin. Um, it just, I, I couldn't believe it. The game was sort of on in the background. My family was milling around and we weren't really paying attention. And honestly, I thought they went to halftime when I saw the like this, that the studio guys were talking. I just figured the game had gone to halftime. And then when I looked at an actual clock, I thought, oh, that timeline's off. So, of course, we turned it up and, and saw what was going on. I, I, I'll tell you, before I get your guys' comments, I'll tell you that I feel kind of uncomfortable even commenting on it since there's not much information out there at all and the updates are kind of few and far between. And I feel like a lot of people I have seen commenting on it out there I think might just be trying to comment just to comment. And that sort of feels gross and weird to me. So... I don't have too much to say just beyond that it was a just crazy night and I I still it's just still hard to believe to me. Lofa? We'll go with Ryan on this one. Okay. And then I'll comment. Ryan, what what were your thoughts? Were you watching the game live? Yeah. Um yeah, watching the game obviously and I I'm with you Brad. It's it's a obviously a tragic situation and you know everything we're hearing is stuff's getting better with Demar which is obviously what we've all been praying for. And, um, you know, this is one that for me, and I'm not at all making this about me, but it hit closer for me having a grandmother that died of a heart attack just last year, having my daughter born with cardiac issues, having, you know, three open heart surgeries. So understanding kind of heart palpitations and stuff in mm-hmm. that nature, it just, obviously this is a different circumstance, but, you know, just knowing kind of how the heart works being in those situations, it's, it hit a little closer for me and it was, you know, yeah, all we can say, praying for Demar, praying for his yeah, family. I think totally. it's been really cool seeing how the NFL and the sports world in general has rallied around him, and and kind of everything stopped and been put on hold. I think, you know, 
you never want to make you want to try to take positive out of negatives as much as you can. I think that's been one positive seeing that, seeing his foundation or his toy drive just skyrocket. So totally. Um, but yeah, I'll just end with still praying for DeMar and hoping for the best. Yeah, well said. Lofa, were you watching? I was, yeah. Me and a couple uh, former teammates, we got together to watch the game. And um, we couldn't believe what we were seeing. Um, you know, uh, injuries are expected, right? Um, we, we know the risk going in the game. We I've been knocked out on the field, and that's what it looked like from the beginning. But what I couldn't understand was, like, what took so long to kind of stop the game if what we know now – is what happened that that you know the cardiac arrest like the something that we've never seen before mm-hmm. you know that's not and i think you could see just the the look on all the other players faces both Bengals and and in the bills that this was not a normal injury where because of course we thought the head right when we saw him pass out we thought you know it was a head injury and um and we've seen teammates like i said i've been knocked out too but we've seen teammates you know get carted off and um, you know, the game continued, but mm-hmm. I just didn't know it took so long for. Oh, when, you mean to they, actually like suspend the game? Took, you don't mean uh, yeah. initially when it happened because they stopped it right away. The medical guys came out, but. Oh, yeah. But, but <clears> I mean, within decision. a matter of a couple of minutes, they knew what was going on, right? right? They right. knew it was cardiac arrest. It was something we hadn't seen before. Oof. And so that's, that was the only thing that was kind of like puzzling to me is as to, you know, what took so long to suspend the game indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thoughts, prayers, you know, I, I, you know, we are getting better news, right? He's, he's making yeah. some strides is what we're hearing. So fingers crossed, uh, but yeah, I'm just, just praying that, you know, the young man's all right. And, you know, thoughts are with his family too. Um, that's, it's a tough situation, man. It's, it's the really, there's nothing you can say other than that you're praying and hoping he pulls through this on this one. Yeah, totally. Uh, it leaves us though, um, with games to talk about coming up this weekend. Uh, there's a Thursday night game. Uh, and then, of course, we go into the weekend when when our two teams are going to get together. And there's plenty of playoff uh, stuff on the line here for the Seahawks. And and so, um, you know, I, I think, we, you know, not like we're trying to move on or, or not talk about anything, but uh, I just there's nothing really more we can say, I don't think. So we might as well just look at look at the games this weekend and and turn our attention towards our teams, because Lofa, we need we need some help. We need some help from the Lions. Who, who we beat, but now we need them to be our friends. And then, of course, we need to take care of business against Ryan's Rams. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is take care of business. So I think in, in order of, of what we should be doing is we got to take care of business. We have to win our game. Yes, we and do. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. You know, I know I know this is your team we're talking about beating. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that you know, there's several instances all across the league where someone may be looking to the opponent the following week. Well, this is our season. This is the Rams season. Um, and, you know, we, we have to win this game if we want any kind of postseason. So before we get to the Lions, we should talk about the Rams. And that route. How how is the state of affairs in Los Angeles? Right? That's what I was going to say because I mean, man, we need this game, and it has to be against our rival. Who's going to want to beat us? Because they're not going to want that taste in their mouth going into the off season. I'm nervous, and now Ryan's going to make me even more nervous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got they got nothing nothing to play for. Obviously, oh. the Rams. So they're all they're doing is trying to play spoiler, which is some of the most dangerous teams you can face, right? Yeah. But. Uh, it's it's been a wild year uh, with the Rams, and obviously you never want to be the team that now has the worst record as a defending Super Bowl champ, which they have with currently eleven losses. Um, 
they they beat out the or I don't know if you can know if you can say beat out lose out to formerly the the worst record was the Broncos in '99 and now it's the Rams. So my two teams, which is great, you know, holding that <laughs> that beautiful ordained record. But it's funny. I mean, obviously he's not playing this game, but Lions fans kind of became pseudo Rams fans anyway when Stafford came here, and now Lions fans obviously are extreme Rams fans because they need the Rams to beat the Hawks uh, in this one, or you know at least that helps their case a little bit more. So, but. You know, it's been, it's been, I will say this since Baker got here, which I'm sure maybe we will talk about. It's at least yeah. been fun again, covering the Rams. Cause you know, once all the injuries piled up, they were losing, they were still like in it, but not playing great. And then once Stafford went down, cup went down, it was like, all right, Donald went down. It's like, okay, season's a wash. Yeah. So at least when Baker came it made it kind of fun, we talk yeah. about it on our show all the time. Stafford's the guy here. If he comes back from injury and he wants to play, which he said he has, he's the guy. But when you just look at personalities like Baker's still LA. Baker Mayfield is so LA. <laughs> it's hilarious how the state, the Baker stands are like out in full force. And it's yeah. been what three games. Yeah. And yeah. the city freaking loves this guy and will like battle for him. Like we're, we're a Rams show and we support him. If we say anything bad at all, like a mistake coming from our him. heads over here, yeah. like the dude's played three games in horns. What's going on? Baker, Baker never played any games for the Seahawks, but people wanted him in the offseason, and there are still Baker stands in, in Seahawk land, and, you know, he never even was here. Um, oh, wait, I want to go back to the Rams-Lions, Rams, Rams Lions, though, for a second, because with, with Stafford out, and, I mean, we know what he can do when he's in, but he's out this season, and look at what Goff is doing over there. How do you feel Ooh. about that trade as a Rams fan? I, I, I mean... It brought you the, the Super Bowl, but I mean, what about the long term? Yeah, and but I mean, this is the last year of the of the pick, this twenty twenty three. Then they're then they're back to their first rounds because they gave up last year's and this year's for it. Um, I mean, I still think anyone out there would say you'll trade whatever to get that one Super Bowl, just because mm-hmm. it's so elusive. Sometimes, I mean, it's it's so unparalleled to look at Tom Brady and what he's done. Like, it's if you have a shot to get a Super Bowl, you do it. Yeah, and so anyone that's looking retrospectively and and you see how the Goff, and I'm super happy for him. He's a great dude, so I'm happy how he's doing in Detroit. Obviously, he's talented, has a great arm. But I think we saw it play out, and sometimes that fresh start helps everyone. And I don't think they would have gotten to where they were last year with Goff. I think Stafford was the missing piece at that time. We'll see if that affects the future or not. But I, I still would sit here and say it was, a, it was a good trade for the Rams. Good trade for both teams, really. So going into next season, you think they're going to have Baker and Stafford uh, in camp question. and – what what I mean, look into your crystal ball there, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, that'd be nice, but there's no way just for the simple reason that if you look at list this year, the highest paid backup, which is now a starter and Sam Darnold makes like seven point five million. The Rams couldn't even pay Baker that if they wanted to as a backup. Baker's going to get more than that on the open market just based on these last four games. And whether you agree or not, someone's going to offer him 10, 12, 13, 14 to come be a spot starter. So unless Stafford decides to retire, there's no way, in my opinion, they can have both these guys on the roster. Would it be nice? Yeah, because they're, to put it bluntly, their backup stink. But <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I just don't see it happening contractually-wise unless he really wants to be here and decides to take like a really low-end you know, veteran backup paycheck. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if he does take a team-friendly deal, um, you know, just to stay with McVay. Because yeah. I, did Stafford just had a neck injury? Is that what it was? Yeah, I, concussion stuff, and then he, he, his yeah. final injury was a neck contusion. Yeah, okay. Did he need surgery or anything for that? Not, nothing's come out yet. Okay. I don't know if he'll do anything I, in the offseason. I'm just saying, that's that's nothing to play with. Right. Um, 
you know, when you're dealing with the spine and everything. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he did, you know, because McVay, I mean, look what he's done with all his quarterbacks, man. Um, you know, for, for, you know, throughout his history of coaching. And so I wouldn't be surprised because I think Baker makes sense in LA, especially this is one more year where you don't have a pick, right? You said yeah. it doesn't always have to be a first round pick to be the quarterback, but right. you know, you know, these quarterback gurus love uh, the old first rounder. So, um, yeah, I thought when they traded for him, I thought it was a really good move. And, um, and if anybody can get, you know, the most out of Baker, it would be McVay. Well, other, yeah. other than Baker though, Ryan, who should we be worried about this weekend? <laughs> Uh, well, Akers. we got their fifth, sixth, seventh stringers at receiver. I guess Cam Akers is, yeah, really the yeah. only guy you need to worry about, which is so funny considering he was off the team seven weeks ago. And now all last of a sudden, time we played. Yeah. Last time he, yeah, he was in gym shorts at home. So, and, and that's another interesting thing that I give McVay credit for, for somehow salvaging that relationship. Now, I don't know if that's for trade bait or to benefit Cam Akers in the future for a different team or if they're really believed now in Akers to be the future. But yeah, to answer your question, I mean, it's probably only, I mean, Tyler Higby's actually come on well. Tyler Mm -hmm. Higby's played really well. It was funny. Yeah. Three, four weeks ago, they didn't have a single touchdown from a tight end and they've had like five since then from Higby. So he's been Baker's favorite target for sure. Well, Lofa, this game scares me to death. I'm just going to tell you from a Seahawks fan perspective. I mean, Ryan, this is what Ryan does. He comes on here. He tells us every reason that the Seahawks are just going to roll over the Rams and it's going to be an easy night. no, no, I've been a Seahawks fan my entire life. We we lose to backups all the time. <laughs> we we love to quote unquote play down to opponents and things like that. And th- this game has me scared. I think that any given Sunday anybody can beat anybody. And I just hope to hell we're not sitting here next week talking about the reasons we let a bunch of you know, not like unnamed well, guys or anything, but just a bunch of like not your household named guys come down here and beat us in a rivalry game or come up here and beat us in a rivalry game. Well, Daru, what happened against the Chargers? I didn't watch that game. So what happened last week against the Chargers? Because when I look at the numbers, it's like, okay, I thought they would have thrown it 40 times and only gave Cam Akers the ball eight times. Akers had 19 for 123. And if they do that to us, that could be 173, 183. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the game was fairly close in the first half. And then the Chargers, finally their offense kicked in and and just took over. And obviously 31 has been their highest point total since like week five for the chargers. So uh, the chargers gotten healthy at the right time. They're, they're a really scary team in my team. Obviously I cover them also. And so they were just, the Rams were just outmatched and it, they had played kind of above their heads in these four weeks. And I know they lost the Packers, but they were kind of competitive at least. And this mm-hmm. one finally it caught up to them and the chargers took over, but to your point. Yeah. I mean, you would think that they wouldn't have run the ball that much being down, but I think cause it was close early. They ran a lot early and then at the end had to just kind of play catch up by them. Yeah. It was two late scores there that, that really separated it. Cause otherwise it was a 17, 10 at halftime. It looked like yeah. so, um, but yeah, that that's what scares me, Brett is, yeah. you know, um, well, the run like defense, we were, the run defense scares us. We were even texting during the jets game. Yeah. I mean, but it's just, thank God they didn't keep running the ball. Cause it was five a carry. It was there to be had. You know, and mm-hmm. so I'm hoping uh, McVay kind of like Shanahan and, and kind of like what the Jets just did <laughs> to keep airing it out. Yeah, because <laughs> because we do. We got we got a good secondary. Yeah. Well, we also have uh, Jordan Brooks probably out at linebacker with the, the neck thing yeah. that he's or not. No, sorry, not the neck knee, thing, the knee, knee, yeah. the knee, the knee, the knee, the quote unquote legit, <clears throat> excuse me, the legit ACL. 
injury that he has. So um, there, you know, the, somebody's going to have to step up there, and you would think that's going to be a lot in the run defense because if McVay knows what he's doing, which he does, especially against us most of the time, he'll be running it. Uh, what are we going to do though, from an offensive perspective? I mean, it's going to be the Geno show and it's going to be the Kenneth Walker show, I would imagine, but hopefully also the DK and Tyler show, they need to get going. Not much last game, uh, versus the Jets. We were well balanced and I think, you know, the tight ends had had a great game. So, uh, especially we didn't give Mabry on the practice squad for three years, got his first catch, which mm. was a touchdown. Yeah. Fantastic. Shout so shout out to him. Uh, but I think that's what we're most dangerous. <laughs> the sound of things. But, um, you know, and you you have to give them more targets. Um, but, I mean, that game was pretty well in hand. And it's like, all right, you know, we weren't going to do anything to risk, you know, that lead that we had. Mm-hmm. And and Walker was – he was rolling. So, uh, if we can get Walker going, which, you know, that's always been the, the theme of this – of Pete's style of play – pound the ball until we can pick our shots to, to go deep with, you know, the explosive uh, receivers that we have. Hey, uh, Ryan, if you were going to make a bet on on our sponsor's website, betonline.ag, which is, I'm sure, one of your sponsors as well, betonline.ag. Sure is. Yeah. If you were going to place a wager, w- do you think we're going to get a, a fun showdown between DK and Jalen like we've gotten in the past? Ooh. Last game of the year. Uh. All bets are off. Or bets are on in this case. I that's guess. true. Bet online. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's he's a pro. See that? Yeah. And I say this respectfully and reserve, but Jalen's had one of his like worst years as a pro this year. However, the last like three weeks, he's looked a lot more like Jalen Ramsey and always has played pretty well against DK. But I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know. Usually, I've been pretty like no. I trust Jalen. Like we whenever we do the show together. We always do a bet, I feel like, yeah. and I always am very pro Jalen. I don't know if I, I feel as confident this week. Oh, well, if you're headed over to betonline.ag, you could use that advice over there. Uh, they're the number one spot for all of the odds making and news and things like that when it comes to your wagering needs, um, whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or their 24-7 online casino, which of course never closes. It's all good at betonline.ag, either the web browser or their mobile app. Make sure you use our promo code. Believe B L E A V for a fifty percent welcome bonus. It's betonline.ag. Everybody, where the game starts. Um, hey, it was a battle. It was the last play. Remember, yeah, Jaylen and DK. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to bring up it bad is. times, Dirude, but I mean, double coverage, Gino on the run, remember that, that sort of thing. Remember that? Yeah, at your guys' place. At remember your that? house. Yeah, I, I do remember it. Yeah, I thought Kobe Durant was gonna, you know, end it earlier and had had a nice play there on the drive and yeah. Give Gino credit. Big game Gino. <laughs> hey, why don't we talk about good Rams with Bobby <laughs> Wagner? That's what I, well, okay, well, no, first, oh, wait, you, first, you, okay, okay. first, I was just going to get, because Ryan, I mean, Ryan, we love Ryan and Ryan, you, I, you're so good talking football. And I just, we haven't had you on the show yet this season. And I just wanted to get your Gino perspective. We've been talking Ooh. to everybody all season. Yes. I mean, comeback player of the year, comeback story. I mean, one of the biggest just stories in the NFL this season, what's your perspective on the Gino show this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously Seahawks are a rival in that, but I'm like, I'm so pumped for Gino. I think it's so cool what he's gone through and, and you know, battled through. And coming into this year, it was like, 
at least from the outside, you guys obviously know more, but it was pretty much at least in July seen as, okay, Drew Locke's going to be the starter. And and then you hear in camp, like, go, oh, it's close neck and neck. And mm-hmm. then you start hearing, oh, Gino's the favorite. And then obviously he comes out and starts the season off, you know, as an MVP favorite through whatever five, six weeks. And that's tapered off a little bit, but still having a great year. So um, it reminds me a little bit. I'll go back here. Uh, if you guys remember back the great Rich Gannon, who was kind of a, a journeyman and then had that MVP season with the Raiders yeah, sure. and just like absolutely killed it and kind of same similar scenarios where he just couldn't really find his break, couldn't find his footing, played for different teams and then had that phenomenal season with the Raiders and uh, obviously extended his career from there. So it kind of has that vibe with Gino and, you know, I'm pumped for him for the well, future. We can talk more about it. Well, that's what I was going to say. As a Rams fan, I mean, if he resigns here, like, what are you going to be looking at in the offseason as to, because, I mean, Lofa, and we we could talk about this too, Lofa, like, they haven't resigned him yet. You know, we kept calling for it at the beginning of the season. They still haven't done it. I mean, Ryan, what do you think is going to happen in the offseason? And and what's that mean for you from a Rams fan perspective? Well, if you you have the, I mean, this couldn't be worse for the Rams because they're playing good. That's why we love it. Playing good with Gino, but currently sit what with the third overall pick. So you'll have your choice of either whoever's left, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Will Levies in the drafts. And then you could even have Gino still be that bridge guy next year, still make you a playoff contender, and then have your future a year or two down the line. So it's definitely played out absolute worst way possible for the for the Rams. Obviously, the worst way possible for the Broncos so far, but. I mean, do you guys want to draft a guy early, or do you think Gino's the guy? I, I pretty much just wanted you to he- uh, to hear you say that it had worked out so nicely for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to draft a guy early because this team has largely run off the success of Gino. Um, you know, in years past, like think about when the Legion of Boom was in place. Think about when Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, that front seven, Bobby, KJ, all those guys. That was built. That was pretty much, you know, Russ came in right at the perfect time. So I think a lot of quarterbacks would have had that kind of success with that Marshawn Lynch and the number one defense for the first four years. Um, I don't think a quarter young quarterback comes in and takes his team to the Super Bowl. I just don't think there's uh, a Patrick Mahomes out there right now. Unless we're talking two years from now, my man Caleb Williams. Mm. Then we can talk. He'll be a Ram. Nothing would make me more sad. He'll be a Ram. Man, um, you better be careful. I'll pivot to the Tulane game. Oh, shit. (laughs) Tread lightly. He threw for 500. Yeah, (laughs) five touchdowns. Do you like that sort of thing? Hey, listen, nothing against the player. We should have put him at safety, too. Um, Okay. (laughs) And kick return, I guess. I don't know. But so what I'm saying is I just don't think we're set up the way we were um, when when we, when we, Russ was here, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't. I don't know if there's a quarterback that can step in these days and just do take them right to the to the show. Yeah. So you think you you would rather use that whatever it is, second, third, fourth pick for an impact player now as opposed to because I, I even don't I agree with you. I don't think you drive draft, say Bryce Young and start him next year and you're winning a Super Bowl. But if you can sit him a year, have Gino another year, but I mean, or do you think Gino's the guy? I think I think I think Gino has shown enough. With with I mean, just think about the season coming into it and how horrified people were like, oh, you guys are going to go with Gino or Drew Locke? Like everybody, you know, talking trash, right? Um, and we're on the brink of playoffs. We need some help. I mean, if we didn't get swept by the NFC South, yeah, we're already could have in the helped playoffs. ourselves. Yeah. 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 But but um, Gino's played consistent and he's played consistently well. Uh, made the Pro Bowl, uh, which a lot of people didn't think he was going to do. I, I'll admit, I didn't know if he was making the Pro Bowl, you know, after a couple of weeks in. He didn't even have control of checks at the line of scrimmage a couple of weeks in. And then they were just like, hey, 
you know, fuck it. We got to, we got to give him the whole offense at his disposal. And you've seen him just continually trend upwards. So what does he do in another year with more weapons and more help? I, I say, give him the help and you can make a run of two to three years. And, and these guys just aren't coming in ready to play anymore. Like these quarterbacks, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's maybe a couple a burrow or Mahomes. you know, Allen took four years, Josh Allen, the guy, the, the perennial MVP candidate we're talking yep. about. took. He didn't play once. It was halfway through his third year. So it's like, you know, is it worth? Because then by then you got to pay them. And now you're really going to start losing some pieces on the team. I think I, if, you, if you're asking me, I, I want us to go for defensive linemen. I want us to go for some playmakers, like no quarterbacks. We've gotten quarterbacks in later rounds before. I think, like like Lofa just said, they're not coming out as prepared as, as they once were. And we're in, a, we're in a good enough position right now with, with guys we already have that I don't think we have to. Give me an Aaron for, Donald for type player. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Just Will Anderson. <laughs> Just a game record. Yes. Yeah. Yes, here, here. Oh, um, and then you guys could take Lofa's favorite quarterback DTR in like the fifth or sixth round and have him back up Gino. Mm, as painful as it would be to root for him, I would root for him if he was on the hook. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of guys, <clears throat> or I don't know what we're speaking of, but I want to I want to pivot and I'm going to do that by first talking about our tailgate that we're having. Outside of the Rams-Seahawks game. We're doing a tailgate again, just like we did before the Carolina game. It's the it's same same charity. It's for Mission Outdoors again. It's our Mission Outdoors tailgate. Uh, I think the tickets are, producer Katie, help me, they're $51.51. That's right, just for our guy. That's right, 51 twice. Um, check it out. Buy tickets in advance. You come on into the tailgate, food and drinks. They got Rolling Smoke Barbecue will be there again, of course, with delicious ribs and brisket and pulled pork and all that kind of stuff. And we will be there. I will be there. Producer Katie will be there. Lofa will be there. You never know which other former Seahawks might be stopping by. Um, and all of the proceeds go to Mission Outdoors, which is a really cool organization. Uh, they work with uh, soldiers and veterans who are coming back and dealing with all kinds of things. And to help them cope and deal with all that stuff, they take them outside and go hiking and rock climbing and river rafting or just camping in general. Or maybe, you know, like I said, even just like a hike or something. And how much do we all feel better getting outside and being in the outdoors and the fresh air and everything? And so I think it's a really cool thing they're doing. And it's run by um, you know, people who have experience with military and have served themselves and all that kind of stuff. And so it's a cool thing to get involved with and, and we'll be there having a good time, huh, Lofa? You betcha. Yeah, man. Raffling off some stuff, probably auctioning off some autographed items. Last time we uh, uh, auctioned off a a Seahawks helmet that Lofa signed. We had a Lofa Pro Bowl jersey that you signed and we auctioned off and we raised a bunch of money. So we're going to be doing it again at the tailgate outside of Lumen. So come on, stop on by. Before we see, and now here I'll pivot, and that's going to be before we see Bobby Wagner's return to Lumen. Wearing number 45, the reverse of 54. Um, it'll be the first chance a lot of the 12s get to see him in, a, in the other uniform, and it's weird. I've done it. I've seen it in person. It's strange. Um, but he's he's made it through the season. He's, he's playing great like he always has been. And Ryan, I mean, you got to be in love with Bobby as much as we are all in love with Bobby by now, huh? 
Oh, yeah. Well, I think everyone, even on those rival teams, you have that one or two players that you still love. And I've always loved Bobby Wagner, just the competitor he is, how good he is, the style he plays, the old school linebacker football play that he provides. Um, but I mean, he's been great in this team. I was at uh, OTAs and minicamp, actually. So we got to interview him and sit down and, and you know, being a former SoCal kid, you know, before I went up to Seattle and Utah State and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's just happy to be home and he's embraced LA and, you know, the fans love him and he's kind of the, one of the lone bright spots of this team overall uh, with his play, with his leadership. I know Ernest Jones, his running mate, who's a second year player has like exponentially gotten better from year one to year two. And he credits that all to Bobby Wagner, what they do in, you know, in practice and just the checks they do at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, a guy that you guys know, where's the green dot. So he's on the field the whole time. So mm. not enough good things I could say about Bobby Wagner. Um, it was, yeah, it was in the off season. One of those signings that I love the guy. I, I don't know if it was the best fit just from a personnel standpoint at the time, but obviously he's great and, and loves that he's here. And um, hopefully, hopefully the Rams can turn around next year for his sake and give him something more to play for. It's one of those things, Lofa, where I know, you know, contracts work out how they work out and it's a business and there's different a million moving pieces that I'm sure I'm not even aware of, but it's always going to bum me out that Bobby didn't wear a Seahawk uniform for his entire career. I think it, when all everything's all said and done, I think he'll be remembered mostly as a Seahawk, of course. But that'll always just be something that it's, it's, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, if there's, you know, one guy, you know, out of the many amazing Seahawks that we've had that, you know, really deserved to go out on his terms, because none of us usually do, right, uh, is Bobby. You know, just everything, you know, a pillar in the community, never mind on the field and those great defenses he led. But um, it's just, you know, he he was everything that a Seahawks supposed to be. And so um, it's unfortunate that, you know, he didn't get his victory lap, so to speak. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, now we get to, you know, unfortunately have to play him for us to get in the playoffs. And so we were talking about players that we're worried about. You saw what he did to us last time, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And now he's going to have a little more energy on Lumen field because that's the field that he grew up on, man. And I think it's even like, I, I just can't wait to watch him. And even if it hurts our team, I'm going to be cheering for Bobby yeah. to do well. I mean, I want the Hawks to win, but you know, especially his last game last year. Uh, what was it the, the, the Bears or, or the, the Giants? Whatever it was, we had a home game and he hurt his knee on the very first play. So he didn't even get his what he pretty much knew was going to be his last home game. He didn't even get that. So I'm excited to see the reception. I think everyone's going to, you know, I hope they do a little highlight video like they do it proper for the man. Uh, we're talking about a future Hall of Famer here. Um, but at the very least, I just hope that, you know, don't cheer too loudly and scare our, <laughs> and, and scare our offense when uh, he makes a tackle. But, you know, please show your respect to the man when he gets out there. Well, and speaking of our tailgate, uh, shout out again to that, but also to our sponsor, Wiener Schnitzel, because we and our street team will be passing out Thank You Bobby t-shirts. They're one of a kind. They're totally free. We're just going to be throwing them out to the crowd. They're just a solid black t-shirt, white writing. It says, thank you, Bobby, right on. It will also have some uh, placards and cards to hand out. We're going to try to hand them out to an entire section and just kind of let Bobby know what he means to us 
And uh, if he means the same to you out there listening, you know, stop on by the tailgate and we'll hand you out some thank you, Bobby gear. It just, it felt appropriate. Absolutely. We'll get you one, Dyrud. I love it. I'll take it. Yeah. I, I assume I assume the reception for Bobby will be a lot different than Russ's reception, I would assume. Well, and well, and it's kind of crazy to me, but hey, you said his name, so this gives me uh <laughs> it's open season now. Um well, like, kind of like how Lofa touched on though, like we saw what he did against us down there in LA, but then we saw what he did to Russ. I'm scared as hell to play Bobby coming up this weekend, man. <laughs> He's gonna play both ways. Man, I would put him in a tailback if I was uh, <laughs> McVeigh. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of out of time here, guys. Unless you, what do you what else you guys got before we wrap it up? Dirude, you got anything? I just want to know: has, has Loaf ever th- considered getting in the loofah business for the tailgate? <laughs> Lofa's loofahs. What the hell would make you think that? <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky he's You're across all these Zoom. goodies. Listen, I love a loaf of loofah. We had a situation a on here where I cracked a joke to Walter Jones and he wanted to kill me through Zoom and we might have just had the same thing with Ryan and Lofa. <laughs> no, the THC is maybe much more <laughs> chill. <laughs> no more violence. Uh, oh, yes, it. producer Katie, we need score predictions. Yes, we do need score predictions. That's right. <laughs> producer Katie keeping us on track. Uh, we do this because we partner with Simply Seattle and they hand out gift cards uh, to whoever might be the closest or if someone nails it. Now, in the years we've been doing this, no one has ever nailed the score prediction perfectly. It's never happened. But if you do, you get a $50 gift card to Simply Seattle. If you get just close enough, we put everybody's name in a hat, we draw one out, and you get a $25 gift card to our friends at Simply Seattle. Go to shop.simplyseattle.com. Use our promo code TAKE12 to take 12% off of anything at Simply Seattle. Ryan Dirude, how do you see this one shaping up? Now, I will say, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the three years we've been doing this, the five or six shows, I think I'm the only one that's ever always picked the correct winner. Yes. Usually, even when Frosty oh, no. was with us, Frosty would team up with you guys, and I'd oh, pick sure. alone, and I was always right. I oh, think. Oh no, this is see, I'm nervous. Why would you have him on the show? For I this don't. Episode? This is producer Katie doing this to us. <laughs> so that being said, my manager, everything I said all right, all, the all show and downtrodden on the Rams. I will say because the Seahawks got round one in SoFi, and the Rams want nothing more them to send the Seahawks to Cabo next week. Oh no, I'm going to mute him. Think they let Baker bake and they do oh, enough to get it done. And I think they win. We'll go with a random score. Like we always do. Yeah. I'll go 1917 Rams. Oh. No, no, I hate this Lofa. Come on, Mr. Brightside. Come on, help me. We did pretty much whatever we wanted last time against these guys. So we're going to do it again. I'm going, and I've gone with the same score like the last like eight games because I'm too terrified to pick a different score and then this score hit. <laughs> Smart. And I'll just be like kicking myself. So <laughs> called hedging your bet. Yeah, we're going Hawks twenty seven. Uh huh. We're going Rams twenty. Okay. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> I'm really nervous about this one. I but I I was a little nervous about the Jets also. I have to say, because they were coming in. Sala, I thought, would have their defense ready to play. I thought they were going to run the ball a lot, you know. Um, and I also thought we'd be looking past them to the Rams. I was super nervous. And then we we took care of business, you know, almost 
I won't, I don't want to say easily, but you know, so it was easy. So I'm going <laughs> to learn from that. And in this one, I, I'm just going to go big. I'm going to go bold. I think the Seahawks know what's on the line. I think they're going to just, I think I, um, there's this scheduling controversy, by the way, but all of that aside, I think they're just going to take care of business and roll over them. I think the Seahawks, uh, give me the Seahawks 32 Rams, uh, 11. Wow. Okay. I'll and I'm going to be that. texting Dirude the entire time. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I mean, I'll, you can text me about my gift card that I get. <laughs> yeah. no. Where you can buy Seattle gear. No way. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy some Kraken gear. Kraken are looking good, right? That's it for us, everybody. They are. Yeah. They are. Third place in the Pacific. They might make the playoffs. Uh, you guys can find us on any podcast app, of course, but you can also find Ryan and the LA Football Podcast with his co-host, Frosty Rucker, the legend, who is who ducked oh. us all season successfully. Ducks me too all the time, so you're fine. You're not alone. <laughs> On any podcast, Frosty app. Ducker. Ryan, tell everybody where to find you guys. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lofa. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find uh, on Twitter Ryan Dyer at LAFB. Uh, our main website is LAFB Network, where all of our our shows and podcasts are. And uh, LAFB Network's the main handle for all of our all our social stuff. So nice. thank you guys. Check out our sponsors, Wiener Schnitzel. EpicSeats.com, which we still have uh, two tickets to the Rams-Seahawks game. Hit us up if you guys want those. you got to email us. It's SeahawksPod at gmail.com. Let us know you want the tickets. We'll put everybody's name and hat, draw those out. That's courtesy of our partner, EpicSeats.com, local company. You mentioned Take 12. You get an extra $12 when you're selling your tickets. And that's per ticket, by the way. And then if you want to buy tickets from Epic Seats, you mentioned Take 12, you get 12% off when you spend 100 Shout out to them. Let us know if you want those tickets. Lofa, you got to break us down for this one. Come on now. Hands in the middle, Dirude. Put your hand up, Dirude. Get it up there. Top of the screen. There you go. Act like you want to be here. What is that? <laughs> oh, gross. The Ramley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go old school. We got the playoffs on the line. Well, we do anyways, Dad. Let's go. Don't get eliminated on three. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. Don't, Don't get, get eliminated. eliminated. I really got to talk to my manager. You got to pay your manager. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.